briefcase. None of it was information that he wanted. Not if it meant a man now chasing him with a gun. Not if it meant seeing more blood spilled. His boss, David Benoltz, may have recruited him, an attorney with a good grasp of the law who was even better at handling people in the field, to be his so-called fixer, but Sam didn't think this was what David had in mind when he'd sent him on a plane to Mexico City that morning to meet the firm's newest client. If he did, Sam was resigning immediately, provided he got out of this alive. He needed to get off this balcony ledge first. They hadn't taught how to get out of a predicament quite like this in his three years of law school. There was no running from an assassin 101 class at Georgetown. Tragically, he'd learned to run as a kid, trying to escape the angry fists of drunken foster dads. He'd then mastered the art of running while living on the streets as a homeless teenager and stealing cars. And he'd gotten his PhD in running last November as a political tracker. He was tired of running. But life continued to give him no choice. Sam again thought about his meeting with a client. His client had shared a lot of information in a very small amount of time. He was neck deep in something serious, that was for sure. A conspiracy involving very powerful and dangerous people. Any doubts about just how dangerous had all but been eliminated in the past few minutes. However, it was the very last thing his client had said to him, in his panic, right before the assassin had burst through the hotel room door and started shooting that had left Sam reeling the most. They were words that were personal and shocking. You've got to find Rich. Who the hell is Rich? Sam had asked, confused. My partner, Rich Hebert. He instructed me to contact your firm and specifically ask for you. Me? Why would he say to ask for me? Because he's your father. Sam had shaken his head, stunned. He'd never met his father and knew almost nothing about him. He couldn't hang on to the ledge much longer. Not only were his fingers slipping, but the assassin inside saw him move toward the balcony. He had only seconds. He studied the area below him, the outdoor hotel courtyard, and let his mind begin to map out his surroundings. A huge water fountain, trees, flower beds that surrounded a tic-tac-toe board of landscaped sidewalks, and several outdoor seating areas, including a dozen tables directly beneath him. The tables all had huge canvas umbrellas that blocked out the blazing afternoon sun. His eyes settled on the multicolored umbrellas. It was his only chance without breaking both legs, or worse, his neck. He heard footsteps on the balcony. It was time to go. He chose the yellow umbrella, swung his legs once to get some needed momentum, said a prayer, and then he let go. As he fell, he spotted the man with the gun peered down at him over the railing. They connected eyes for just a second. The man was probably in his early forties, black hair slicked back, sort of reminded Sam of Antonio Banderas and Desperado. He wore a sleek black suit like a normal businessman. A businessman didn't usually carry a gun in silencer, although Sam knew they sometimes did business differently in Mexico, so he guessed anything was possible. It was surreal to drop from the sky. He again thought of Natalie. Always Natalie. Two. Sam landed square on top of the yellow umbrella, a perfect fall tucked in a tight ball, like he was doing a cannonball off the high dive at the neighborhood pool. The heavy fabric instantly collapsed all around him. Then the glass table shattered beneath him, 
the gravity of his fall causing dishes to fly, chairs to bounce every which way, one loud and violent heap of destruction. He hit the concrete with a heavy thud, his breath completely knocked out, felt pain shoot up and down his left arm. But when he got his bearings, he thought he was okay. He could turn his neck both ways. It wasn't broken. He slowly tested his arms and legs. They all seemed to be working properly. He was sucking major air into his lungs and in devastating pain all over his body, but he was still alive. He could move around okay. Sam was immediately swarmed by bystanders, who all stared and gawked. He was sure it was quite the spectacle to see a man fall from his hotel room balcony. Two male staff members in uniform rushed over to him to make sure he was okay, speaking in rapid Spanish, and started to help clear all the debris away. Sam peeled himself up off the sidewalk, spit glass shards out of his mouth. One of the hotel staffers pointed at his forehead with concern. Sam touched it with his fingers.